Hey there, friends. You're listening to the third season of Revving Up. We are intern ministers at the Community Church of New York. And on this show, we talk about the path of ministerial formation, Unitarian Universalist style. On this season, inspired by the Riddle and Mystery curriculum written by Richard S. Kimball, we're exploring life's big questions. Where do we come from? What are we? Where are we going? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the journey. I'm Megan Henry. And I'm Carrie McAvoy. And we're revving up. Welcome back to the Revving Up podcast. We're so glad you're here listening, watching, and just being a part of our community. Uh, we do have an email address, podcast at ccny.org, and we encourage you to reach out. Um, and also, uh, we have our listening group on Revving Up on Facebook, our Facebook group. So um, check us out there. So we are continuing our exploration of the Riddle and Mystery uh, curriculum, which asks life's big questions. And we're just having tons of fun with this. Uh, our producer extraordinaire, Amy, picks a, picks a random number and we talk about the question on the spot. And Megan, are you excited for this new question today? You know, I wanna say that I'm excited. And I will be very real with you right now and say that I'm just kind of medium right now. I want, I, I, maybe my excitement will build as we go on. And I think it really just has to do with my day so far and just feeling like I'm just kind of medium. I, I'm trying to build up to it. Um, hopefully this is the thing that will be like, um, I don't know, drinking some caffeine or something. I'm having herbal tea. Maybe I should have had, had caffeine, but I'm, I'm ready to find out what interesting big question that's going to be hard to answer is going to be coming our way from the random number generator. <laughs> so let's do our drum roll. Let's get started. Great. Well, I'd say medium is a pretty good place to be at, Megan. It could be could be worse. Um, and let's see if our question will get you any higher than that. Oops, that's one we've already done. Okay. Today's question is, oh, uh -oh. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, today's question is why do bad things happen? Yeah. Yeah. That's an important and, and big question. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why do bad things happen? So as, as we've been doing, we, uh, our pattern is to start with how we would answer the question, should someone come to us with that question? Yeah. And um, then after that, we would talk about what, how to answer that question given our own theological and moral frameworks. Mm -hmm. so, um, so I would like to start off with context, like what is the context of someone asking us that question? The um, fictitious person next to the next to us on the plane, for instance, or a, a 
child in a faith formation class or someone on their deathbed or their loved ones. So, yeah. Yeah, right. Someone has died um, mm. tragically and too soon. Or yeah, what what is the circumstance? Certainly. Right. Um, well, and also just like what, you know, there are gradations of bad, right? So um, I think part of, part of the question comes from an like wondering also, um, so what is bad? What is, how, in what way is this thing bad? Are all things, like if a bad thing happens, is it just bad? If, if there is some thing also that can be kind of good about it, does that make me a bad person if I can see that? Or if I, you know, just focus on that instead? Um, I know that certainly with the, um, during during the height of um, quarantine and uh, high infection and death during this COVID pandemic, there was a lot of, you know, a lot of feelings around for some, for if if for someone they're able to work from home and continue their life in a way that isn't it's not you know, really horribly negatively impacted in order to stay home to keep other people safe and keep themselves safe. Like, are they bad? Is that like, how is, am I a bad person for benefiting from the pandemic in some way when so many people are dying? Mm -hmm. um, there's a, there's a lot to unpack in, in this kind of a question. And usually it doesn't come as why do bad things happen? You know, it's not usually, that's not usually the question. Usually the question is, why did this particular bad thing happen? And this good person sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which which builds off of the um, is life fair question that we, we yes. talked about already. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, and I think um, perhaps of all of the questions we've covered so far, um, this one would uh, be the one that I would think would trigger a pastoral response. Like, so what, why are you asking the question? Like, did something bad happen to someone you know, to yourself? Or are you trying to make meaning of something that, that didn't fit your expectations on, on what life should be? Yeah. And how does one, you know, pastorally respond appropriately to this, um, a person who's going through dealing with something bad that has happened in their life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that is something that can be really challenging for those of us in the, um, you know, in, in the clergy vocation, because it's such a, um, there's a fine line between um thinking that someone that that some that someone might be kind of like leaning on us for something that they really need to be seeing a professional therapist for right, right. so right. so as in, you know in the pastoral role kind of understanding that boundary and um knowing when you know knowing what to say and knowing when to say it and how to be supportive and pastoral and 
um, also helping helping that person make sure that they get the professional help that they need. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it um, would be good to ask additional questions. Like, uh, well, I would think that if this is a pastoral um, kind of response needed, um, there are other questions like, so what, what, what was your theology growing up? What, like when I'm in a pastoral situation, I try to connect people back to where they've found strength and hope in the past. Um, try to clarify, well, um, try to clarify what happened, how, how serious is it? Is this really a moment of um, existential or faith, a break with their faith or whatever? I, I think that when we are, um, when I have been exposed to difficult things and trying to, I, I try to make sense of it. Like um, for instance, my sister got lung cancer. She was totally healthy. And um, it's like, why would this have happened to her? It just makes no sense. And I wanna make sense out of it when um, perhaps the, the real need is to just understand that things don't make sense and try to be, um, comfortable with that, but it also depends on the theological perspective that person is coming from. And humans are such meaning seekers and meaning makers. And mm -hmm. so I think that, that, um, differentiating between something making sense and being able to find meaning in something for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great way to, that's a way, great way to phrase it. They are both of those things. And I, I know that one thing that I will never, I, well, maybe I should never say never, but I expect that one thing that I would not say to someone is that God has a plan. I would not say that either, even if that's what they're looking for. <laughs> yeah, but I think allowing them to say that if that's where they're comfortable is really important too. You know, I've had a lot, I saw a lot of patients in the hospital that for them, that was a really comforting um, concept is mm -hmm. that I don't know why this is happening to me. Um, and I don't need to know. And I don't have to know because God has a plan and I'm putting it in God's hands. Mm -hmm. So, so as a Unitarian Universalist um, person of, you know, going to be uh, ordained clergy, I, I think that is an, for me, that's a really important question to tease out for people who are Unitarian Universalists who might come to me and say, you know, like, what is the equivalent of God has a plan that can bring comfort to someone who doesn't believe that God has a plan, or maybe doesn't believe in that kind of a God, mm -hmm. um, or God at all? Right. And that's, that's a challenge, right? That's a, that's an interesting kind of, uh, that's an interesting theological question and a pastoral question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it also depends on where uh, the, that person's social location and their uh, experience, other experiences in their life coming at this question as a, as a white middle-class educated woman, um, my con concept of um, why something bad would happen might, like when I, when I think about things that have happened in my life when I've really struggled with this question, it's um, I was getting this question 
pretty far along in my life. And I've been really privileged to not have been directly um, affected with death until I was mm -hmm. middle-aged. And um, I know that that is not the experience of other people. So, so coming out of my experience, I have to remember that there are, there are really bad things that happen in the world and, and we all struggle to make sense of those kinds of things. Yeah, and not having had practice with that, I would imagine that would be very, even more challenging and, and kind of shocking to deal with something very bad happening when you're, you know, in your middle age mm -hmm. and not having had much experience with it leading up to then. I remember when my, what, like there was a little girl in my daughter's class at Montessori school in the, it was lower elementary. Um, and there, the, this friend got um, cancer as a child. And that was, it was really hard to go through because all that those kids had ever heard about cancer was that like, it is the worst possible thing that could ever happen and you're gonna die, right? Like that's what kids at age like eight have kind of in their head about like cancer is really, really bad and so scary. And then their friend has cancer and they're told at school and the friend is not there and the friend is in the hospital. And it's just so, so scary. And what, you know, that's, I don't know if that prepared, like there's nothing that can prepare you to deal like better with, you know, things in, in your life that are happening that are really hard to deal with, but I do it think that there are gradations, right? Of like, I've been through a lot of bad stuff and I've dealt with bad stuff and I've made it through the other side. And I know that bad things do happen. And thus far, I've been able to survive it, to get through it, to be resilient, to go through mourning process, to go through all of those processes um, and come out on the other side and have reflection and perspective. And I think part of it, part of um, responding to this, this kind of question, this kind of pastoral need is to figure out how to balance that perspective without being callous, right? Like, because bad things do happen. And my honest answer is like, I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I don't know why bad things happen. Mm -hmm. I think bad things just happen. And I think that it's like nature and life isn't it's not like there there's not moral decisions being made by whether or not there's gonna be a hurricane that's gonna hit that island you know that's in my theological understanding that's not like god doing that or allowing that or that's that's nature and then you take it another level and it's like well yeah it's also climate chaos and there are things that are human made that are bad things that are happening because humans are creating the circumstances for bad things to happen. So that could be, uh, it could be because of climate, could be these fires that happen out in the West now so often and so tragically. It could be because um, of humans creating unjust systems and upholding those unjust systems. And there's bad things are happening because people are doing being jerks and, or people are being 
blind, like will like willfully not able to see that that an injustice could be changed or they can't see outside of it can't see out of that box so um whew, bad things happen for a lot of reasons and sometimes bad things happen that are bad to us but it wasn't like it wouldn't be bad if we weren't giving it that um we weren't giving it that designation, right? Like there could be a big storm and it wouldn't be a bad thing. It's just nature. It's just like, there's a, there's a storm, but then there are impacts that are bad that affect um, humans and animals and the environment. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think in a pastoral care situation, I would try to um, steer them if, if they're going down that route of saying, well, this happened to me because I'm a bad person because their theology has been um, that, that whether if you're a good person, only good things happen to you. And if you're a bad person, only bad things happen to you. So I would want to try to steer them away from that and um, balancing the elements of you didn't have control over this thing happening. And yet there's some accountability for things that happened that led up to that event. So, and then there's just this, so this release of control but taking, um, acknowledging the control that you had over it, just those those two those two things. Like we're talking about climate change, and there are things hap that happen as a as a result of climate change just because of the, you know, the natural laws governing the way that currents flow and clouds blow, and you know, the Gulf the Gulf of Mexico is going to have a different situation than the Northern Atlantic Ocean, and so there's some patterns. But then there's also this accountability of the human race for putting a bunch of carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gases into the environment. So, so acknowledging I didn't have what what I didn't have control over and what I did have control over and what I do have control over. Yeah, and of, oftentimes, what I have control over is myself my reactions to things, how I handle and process um, when bad things happen and helping someone um, feel empowered to be, to have agency in the situation um, might be an appropriate, one of the appropriate responses to um, supporting that person dealing with something bad that's happened. Mm -hmm. And then, and, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, I, I don't have a, I really don't have a problem saying I don't know. And mm -hmm. I think that's been very freeing for me because mm -hmm. like, depending on what the situation is, I literally don't know. And many times we don't know, or we might know some causes or some reasons, but the question, why do bad things happen? Or why did this bad thing happen? It's, that's not a person generally isn't looking for the actual cause of what, why did this bad thing happen? Mm -hmm. So what are they looking for? What are they seeking? What are they searching? What are they needing to process? Helping them identify those things are what I feel like is my, probably going to be my go-to pastoral response in those situations. Yeah.
Yeah, that's a big question. Why do bad things happen? Well, I remember taking it to a much lighter, lighter, lighter note, uh, but similarly related when my um, daughter was very young, we had a long conversation about good luck and bad luck. And she was really trying to figure like, what does that mean? What is luck? And what is good luck and what is bad luck? And I was, you know, talking to her about everything. She came up with her, she's like, okay, mama. So if I'm walking and I step into a hole and I fall in a hole, that is bad luck. But then I find my toy in the hole and that's good luck. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, good luck and bad luck. You know, I mean, some it's, it's just, putting it, putting something into the words and the concepts that we understand and can wrap our heads around can be so helpful sometimes. Yeah. 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 I've, I've been thinking a lot about luck too. Mm. Um, yeah. It is a weird concept. Um, <laughs> it's a weird concept. <laughs> I, I don't have, I have nothing else to say beyond that. Uh, yeah. Well, there's the old um, good luck, bad luck story. Um, about the, I think it's it's a folk tale, very very old. I think that it might have been traced traced originally to uh, being a Chinese folk tale about an um, uh, an old farmer who has a young son who's like you know young adult, maybe eighteen ish, and they have a farm and they're um, they have horses and the horse. Um, the fence breaks and the horse gets out and runs away. And it's like, the neighbors stops by and is like, oh, that's really bad luck. And the, the father's like, yeah, good luck, bad luck, we'll see. You know this story? And then the, yeah. the horse comes back, the horse like finds like, a, gets together with a bunch of wild horses and brings a whole herd of horses back. And they all are like hanging out in the, um, on the farm and they're able to like have these horses, which is great because horses are really helpful. And they also, you could sell them and get lots of money. And so the neighbor comes by and it's like, wow, that was really good luck. You know, the farmer's like, oh, good luck, bad luck, we'll see. Um, so the son is trying, is riding one of the, the wild horses, trying to like tame it, break it and make it a rideable horse. And the horse throws him off and the son breaks his leg, which is like disaster on a, a farm. He can't work anymore. And the neighbor is just like, oh, it's really bad luck. Father says, good luck, bad luck. Mm, who knows? We'll see. And then sure enough, the king sends the um, soldiers through all of the villages. They're conscripting all of the able-bodied young men to go off into a war where they are sure to die. And the son cannot be conscripted into the army because he has a broken leg. And the neighbor is like, well, oh, that's really good luck. And the, <laughs> the farmer's like, yep, you never know. Good luck, bad luck, we'll see. That's a great story, I love that story. <laughs> so why do bad things happen? My answer is, in most cases, I don't know. In many cases, humans are not living up to being their best selves in this world and creating a just and loving world. And what do we do about it? Well, we figure out ways to interact with those systems to make things better for 
ourselves and whoever we can that's around us and just try to make a better world starting locally and hoping those ripples go out into the world and make a difference. Amen. Amen to that. So thank you so much for joining us today and talking about this important question or listening to us talk about this important question. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Email us at podcast at ccny.org. Engage with us in our Facebook group. Just look for Revving Up. That's one V in apostrophe. And um, thank you so much for being part of this community. See you soon, friends. Bye. Bye.